0: So today on In Out by Bruce, we have investigative filmmaker and author Timothy Mahoney of Thinking Man Films, who's also the creator of the award-winning film series, Patterns of Evidence. And thankfully, he's a guy with an insatiable appetite to find out what some of the biggest biblical questions, what the answers are to them. We'll be focusing today on his newest release coming out in theaters on October 17th and 18th, Journey to Mount Sinai, Part 1, Part 2 coming out later. So, Tim, thanks for being on the show. Appreciate you coming. Well, it's great to be on your program again, and thanks for having me. Uh, yes, you've been great before. And so just want to dive right in here. There's so much information. You're splitting this into two. Tell us about this journey. And, and you know, we've already seen from before that you've done patterns of evidence on the Exodus, Moses, and controversy, Red Sea miracles, and now you've moved the Israelites past the red sea and heading towards mount sinai it kind of catches up from there
1: yeah so that's right we're going on the next part of the investigation which is uh journey to mount sinai and in this one we are going to be going to six different mountains we're going to be looking at and the first film talks about a mountain that i was interested in in saudi arabia called jebel Allah. A number of what I would call Exus explorers have been interested in that, and I got my interest in there. In fact, in 2003, I actually went to that location in Saudi Arabia, one of the very few people that had permission to go there with a small group. So this film starts out with with that interest in what was happening at that mountain. And then then I'm challenged to say, well, (laughs) maybe you're biased because you only really looked at one mountain. What drew you to think that that could be
0: one of the Mount Sinai's?
1: Well, because there's some physical artifacts and attributes that are in the pattern that are very strong. And Mm -hmm. that's the reason why a lot of people have been looking at it, because there's a connection between potential artifacts that are there, uh, altar, pillars, large encampment, connections potentially to the golden calf worship. Uh, There's inscriptions nearby. And so the question is, is, are these related to the event that happened at Mount Sinai? And so when I get challenged by an Egyptologist, he says, you know, you haven't been fair. You haven't really looked at everything. That's when I created what I call the Mount Sinai scorecard. And what we do is we look at five major things. We look at the journey to the mountain. What was the journey? What were the campsites and the wildernesses? And what is the travel speed that the Israelites could have traveled? Because that'll tell you, because the Bible tells us there's about 60 days that it took them to get there. And that fit that possibility. Well, yes, and then you can draw a circle. You know, if you're traveling, let's say, two to three miles an hour, the question is, is how many hours a day were the Israelites traveling? Were they traveling slower than that? The Bible talks about them traveling in haste. The other thing is, um, where's the land of Midian? Because Moses fled to the land of Midian, and that was another thing to look for. Can we find the archaeological location of Midian? And then it says, the Bible says that Moses went to the back side of the wilderness from Jethro's home. So what does that mean? What's the interpretation in Hebrew of backside? Yeah. Is it to the you know, east or west or, or where? Where does it mean? And then there are attributes that the mountain had. The Bible says there was water there. There was a stream and a cave, a plain actually large enough for the Israelites to encamp there. And then right. there's artifacts as well. altars and pillars. Would there be uh, artifacts of the remains of of campsites there? There is golden calf worship that happened there. Mm -hmm. So these are things that different scholars, as well as Exodus explorers, have been looking for to try to locate
0: where did this event at Mount Sinai happen. One of the things that always comes up with the Exodus is the timing. Anything you've been able to narrow down on the timing of when you think it exactly happened? Well, I, I
1: believe that the biblical uh, record at 1450, the biblical time is correct. Okay. What's, what, what's different about this is a lot of mainstream scholars go with a, a later date, which is a 1250. I'm trying to figure out if uh, the earlier date or the later date, but it's the 1250 date where they think it's 1250 BC because of the name Ramesses. Because mm-hmm. of Ramesses, they're focusing in on that time period. Yeah, but in our earlier film, we showed that we don't think that the time of the name Ramesses meant the time period, but more of the location. Uh-huh. And, and that's where we see evidence from an earlier time period. And so the investigation, once again, uses a pattern of evidence approach. And if people go to our website, com, they can actually download a scorecard. Yeah, and we're going to be in theaters October 17th and 18th. It's going to be a, a wonderful film. There'll be a panel discussion afterwards, and it's going to be quite a experience because you're going to see things you've never seen. If you love archaeology and you love the Bible, you're going to enjoy this movie, I think, immensely. And it, it'll be a great film to bring your family and friends, and maybe some people who don't really know for sure if, if these things happen, because there's a lot of young people today that are uncertain about the Bible but i think that seeing this film and having it be interactive will help them to actually go along on this journey and learn an awful lot and and i believe in many cases it's going to strengthen people's faith.
0: Oh, i love that idea. I agree with you. It, will there be a list on your website of the locations where you're doing this in the panel or is yes. it going to be that Yes, uh, what
1: you can do is when you go to buy ticket area yeah. it'll take you to a landing page and we're, we're going to be a fathom event. And this okay. event then has the, you just put your zip code in it and it tells you what theaters that you can go to for that showing on October 17th and 18th.
0: Okay, and people in the theater, for instance, if there's 1 in my hometown of Columbus here, will have the ability to ask the panel a question if we, we
1: can. Nope, it's going to be pre recorded. We're going to be in 750 theaters. So the panel discussion will be added to the end of the film. Okay. Oh, good. So Uh, we'll be all across the nation at that time uh, with that recorded panel. Okay.
0: And I'm so glad you're doing this. I think as we were talking beforehand, I saw an expedition unknown that Josh Gates has on TV on the Discovery Channel, and he went to a a Mount Sinai. And the church that's at the bottom of it claimed to have the, the original burning bush still there. Yeah. And it's nice that you've got this check marks that people can do to determine, does that really make sense? Does it fit? Is there all the other things like, you know, some of the, you'd expect to see some kind of relics or something. That's the question is, well, you know, what would you find? And
1: it's been a long time now, 3,500 years, but Mm -hmm. there are some things that are still there in the sense that the. The geography hasn't changed so there's attributes and certain characteristics that you need to find at a mountain for mount sinai to be the one and part of it has to do with the first few clues and then there's other clues that come along after that we're going to actually put into the investigation which would be it has to do with distances from other locations because Uh we knew that there's a certain amount of traveling that had to happen So if you have a Mount Sinai very close to Egypt, then the question would be is, why would it take 60 days for the Israelites to get there? If they're traveling, um, let's just say, if they are traveling two to three miles a day, and let's just say they traveled eight hours a day. Well, if they're traveling three miles an hour Mm -hmm. uh, for eight hours, that would get you 24 miles. And if you're traveling, let's say you have to observe Sabbath, so they wouldn't be traveling on the Sabbath, but out of 60 days, you would take out the Sabbaths And then you would say, well, how many, if you could go 24 miles a day in four days, or let's just say six days, you could go 150 miles. So you could go quite a distance. So we start to realize that if they weren't traveling at that pace, what pace were they traveling and how far did they get? And some people say that they camped for a long time in a particular area and then they went on. And that's what this investigation is looking at, listening to those different arguments and Uh then allowing you... You're going to be able to to look at the scorecard and say, do I think that this uh, mountain has a good case that can be made for is it in the land of Midian or near Midian, the travel speed or campsites, and that way we did it because the scorecard is a very helpful tool to keep track of it all as you're doing the investigation.
0: As you as you were doing all this and and you're writing this up and you're investigating all this. Anything change in your faith as far as, like, increasing it or or something just that blew you away or anything like that that you can talk about?
1: Well, here's what is very interesting is that the Israelites had seen the miracles of the, of the plagues, right? They mm-hmm. saw what had happened to Egypt. Then they get trapped at the sea, and then they see the miracle of the crossing of the sea. It's just remarkable then that… They've seen God in 11 times do remarkable things. But then they get out in the wilderness, and I can understand this because I have been in the wilderness myself with my wife, and it's a scary place to be. And they have their children, they have their families, and they're wondering, what are we going to do to eat? What are we going to do for water? And they're very terrified about this. And this is then what ends up touching me was that, we can follow god and sometimes we feel like he's leading us into a wilderness yes and how are we going to sustain ourselves in this wilderness time period and this is then when god starts to provide the manna and the quail and so for me i think that's the big lesson that i'm learning god does lead his people to himself sometimes in a wilderness So you
0: mentioned yourself and your wife and being in the wilderness. Any other thing that has, like, struck you from your life that you tie into this that that gives you more strength? I
1: do think that the reason God was calling the Israelites to the wilderness was because he had a mission for them. They were being distracted by the surroundings. And I think that the thing that I see is that each one of us, I believe, there's a mission that we're supposed to do. And in that mission, we've got to be faithful in following through. Why are we here? What's my purpose? You know, what are the things I'm supposed to be doing? And for some of us, it might just be being a good dad, being a good mom, caring for your kids, being a baseball coach, or being a teacher or a Sunday school teacher, or helping out, doing whatever it might be. There's these little things we're supposed to do. And there's a verse that my wife shared with me. It's in Ephesians chapter 2. It says, For we are God's workmanship, Created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God yes. prepared in advance for us to do. Why? That's interesting because God's prepared good works for us in advance before we were even created. He knew
0: that there are things that we were supposed to do. I'm glad you brought up that verse, it's one of my favorite. And do you know that the word workmanship or craftsmanship there is the word poema that we get poem from? And it didn't mean it back then when Paul wrote it per se, but what it meant was we we're were we an artwork of God. As we do those good works, we reflect his beauty and his glory. And so we are, we're like our own story. So I, I really appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, well,
1: thank you. It's an important verse to me. So those are the couple of things that I've learned. And uh-huh. I'm still learning, by the way.
0: Those are great things for people to think about taking away. And I think a film like what you're you're doing, kind of puts that into our heart, but I'm glad you're expressing it in some more specifics. Anything else that you hope people take away from your film? I
1: think that we have this series of thinkers. If people go to patternsofevidence.com, they can sign up to become a thinker. And every week we give them a thinker update. And that's something to read. And I believe that we're supposed to love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind. and And these thinkers their blogs that then mm-hmm. show p- patterns of evidence for the Bible. And I think it's important for us not to get lazy you know, intellectually and not to get lazy to love the Lord God with all our heart, with all our soul and with all our mind. So I, I challenge people to think about these things. You're gonna hear different yeah. viewpoints and what's gonna happen is, is that the different viewpoints, they're sincere people, they believe that they found the real location for Mount Sinai and you're just gonna have to think it through. I do know the events, I believe in my heart, there's a lot of things that we don't know. I was just listening to the Billy Graham talk uh, that he gave and he said, you know, a lot of things we don't have answers to, but we can put our faith and confidence that the Bible is true. And I've put my faith and confidence in the Bible and it's true. What I've done with these films, Patterns of Evidence is that I have come to a place where I'm, I feel that my good work to do is to help show where the patterns are that some people might be ignoring or dismissing. Yes. Help those that are saying, you know what? I don't have enough faith to believe in that. Can you help me out a little bit here? And that's where these films are showing that there is a pattern that God is acting in history. It's like a lens. You know, I work with photography, and yeah. a lens can focus, it has a depth of field. And there are times when our focus is just on the wrong thing. And we're not seeing the patterns that god is doing acting in history and that's what that's what these films are about and that's why i think that as many people as can come october 17th and 18th it's going to be a nationwide fathom event 750 theaters if you go to patternsofevidence.com you can get -hmm. your tickets now because the theaters uh once they fill up they're you know they're sold out so if you want to get a seat now's the time to get it take your bible study group By the way, you can get this scorecard by going to our website. Again, that's where you can download the scorecard, and you can, in advance, do a little Bible study to prepare yourself and then bring that scorecard along to the movie, bring your small group or your family, and join the investigation. All
0: right. So i got two quick questions for you before we go. First one is, because everybody's going to want to know, when's the second film come out? I'm hoping that
1: it'll be out in the first part towards the first half of next year. Okay. Second question is, what is next for you and your films? Well, we're actually making a TV series. We've modified the films into a TV series. And then from there, once we do Journey to Mount Sinai, then we go into The Wilderness Wandering and The Conquest. Oh my,
0: that's exciting. That's great. You don't wanna stick like me on to uh, like a special thing on Noah's Ark or anything, right? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Well, uh, we are
1: looking at lots of different projects like that and Noah's Ark is on the list. Okay,
0: good to know. All right. Well, Tim, thank you so much for your time and and thank you for everything you're doing and what it does, because I think in patterns of evidence, you're giving strength to our faith to realize how these things truly did happen and that they're there, but we may not know some of the specifics, but we You know, we know that they really did happen and we can start finding more and more of that truth to strengthen our own faith. So thank you for that. Well, you're welcome. All right. Well, you have a great day. We'll talk to you sometime soon. Okay. Thank you very much. All right.